Welcome to a special edition of the Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. This is your host, Dave Matthews, on a somber evening, um, May 13th, 2019. Just received word um, a couple of nights ago, one of my dear good friends uh, in tennis, uh, Mr. Eben Hardy, um, I don't know much of the details yet, but uh, passed away. Um, from what I read, I've read so far, it was you know passed away in his sleep. Um, my uh, prayers and condolences go out to Mimi, his wife, and family, um, daughters. They uh, Eben has meant the world to me. Uh, here in the Atlanta area ever since moving here in the uh, late 80s, mid to late 80s. I uh, moved here in 1986 with the intent of trying the satellite and pro circuit at the ripe old age of about 29 or so. Uh, after spending two two years in, or three years in Denver, Colorado, meeting a gentleman by Mr. name of Mr. Guy Fritz, Worked on our game, my game there, and uh, did a lot of tennis playing on the uh, the money circuit out there in the Intermountain region. Moved here. I think my first uh, played a, played a bunch of uh, open division tournaments around the Atlanta area. You know, in '87, '88, really just physically trying to get ready, doing a lot of things like. Uh, Running before work, sometimes working a uh, double shift, eight-hour job during the day, shipping, and then uh, working at UPS in the on the red on the uh, red belt in the twilight, which is the evening shift. Going home, getting up, doing some training, playing a little tennis in between, but um, played uh, went out on the satellite circuit for about. About nine, seven, eight, nine months. Um, traveled anywhere from uh, Central Florida, which is where it started, all the way through Alabama, Georgia, all the way out to uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, Texas, up to Oklahoma and back. I think I put about 42,000 miles on my little Honda during that little stretch, but um, learned a lot of good um, things about the game of tennis, which was was what I was really after, uh, to educate myself, get better, um, and then uh, came home after about nine months of trying and getting close, uh, different circumstances back then than there is now, but uh, that's neither good or bad it's just the way it was and uh came home and played the 30 national clay courts which was the first year that was in 1989 the first year that uh they had the 30 nationals uh, on the USTA circuit uh, up until then it was pretty much 35s was their the youngest they went. So they dropped it down to the 30s. And 
I came home at the end of uh, July, and I think the 30 Nationals was in August, and uh, played, um, was, had only intended to play singles, didn't really know many people around the Atlanta area, other than just playing some tournaments and stuff like that, and uh, got to playing and uh, teamed up with a doubles partner there named Mike Federley. Uh, from Palm Palm Desert, and uh, we happened to win the doubles in that tournament, and uh, that kind of kicked me off on the USTA national scene, especially in the 30s. I think that year I was ranked, I think, seven in the country, and, um, uh, you know, worked on my game and kept working on it with players around Atlanta, and... um, didn't know it at the time, but Evan had seen me play there, and uh, I think I uh, later that next year, I believe I started playing the ASI Atlanta Senior Invitational, uh, which back then was at the Northside Athletic Club, and about, I don't know, four or five years later, moved to Cherokee Town Club, uh, and Evan was always uh, on the committees of, you know, the tournament committees, who to draw in, uh, those top players. Um, and, um, you know, I knew Evan from around a lot of the tournaments and things like that. I played him several times. Um, always a fierce competitor. Uh, and then in 95, I was, um, headed into the Atlanta Senior Invitational, ranked, I think I was ranked at that time, two in the country in the 35s division. And Evan came up to me and said, I know the the uh, USTA has always taken the top two players of the age division, but they don't think that you're a clay court player. And I said, well, I can understand that. And he said, so I think for you to be on the Italia Cup team next year, you're going to need to win this tournament. And I looked at Evan, and Evan knew me quite well by then that uh, if you pointed me into a direction of uh, motivation and uh, you know a straightforward path to get where I wanted to go, sometimes not too much was going to stop me from getting there. And uh, sure enough, I went and won the Atlanta Senior Invitational 35s that year. Um, I don't think I dropped a set, but I'm not sure. But uh, I still have a picture of me and Evan. Uh, He presented the trophy there. Um, And that really uh, started a long, probably 10, 12-year Evan being the captains of a lot of the Southern Senior Cup teams, uh, we would go to sometimes Tucson and sometimes uh, Kiowa Island up in South Carolina, uh, play team events for the Southern section. And Evan would, I think he most of the time spearheaded just his age division, which is, we were the same age. And, um, Always had a great time. Uh, me, Paul Groth. Um, 
I think Horace Reed, Rob Castori, uh, Mr. Hill Griffin, um, Nehemiah Atkinson. Oh my gosh, just a whole host of great people. Not only just players, but people head into these tournaments and a chance to always learn, you know, from each other and being around players. Uh, Evan always had the knack to uh, try to get together a, a, a good host of players, four or five players on each H division team. Um, we were in uh, Kiowa one year, and uh, me and Paul Groth um, were playing a team, I, I think, out of the uh, Midwest region, I think, and um, Evan was sitting on a chair, uh, like one of those fold-out lawn chairs behind the court. Uh, we'd already played the singles. I can't remember if we had locked up the team win for that round or not, but uh, Evan was laying out on this lawn chair, uh, drinking him some Gatorade or uh, a, a beer or something, and uh, Paul comes back and, uh, you know, I look at Paul, he's serving, and I said, uh, what are you going to do? He says, I'm going to kick it out wide. I said, okay. So I go to the net, and the guy lobs the ball up, and uh, I go back and pound this overhead for a winner, and I come back and uh, I said, what are you going to do with this one? I'm going to slide it out wide to his backhand. I said, okay, and the guy went back and lobbed it up. Uh, I pounded another overhead. When I go back to the deuce court and I looked at Paul and I said, well, what do you think? And he goes, let's try it again. I said, okay. So he kicked him out wide and it got lobbed the ball and I pounded it over. And as I turned around, I walked back to the baseline and Eben literally had fallen off his chair. Uh, looked like he had spit up his Gatorade or, uh, but in a unbelievable, you know, laugh that Eben only Evan could do and uh, you know kind of quiet keeping it under the radar so other people weren't disturbed and I walked back to the fence and I looked at Evan and I said Evan you're the captain what are you doing he goes I'll tell you when you get off the court I said okay so we go out and we continue playing and we I think we wound up winning and came off the court and Evan said you didn't really notice it but he said but the funniest thing I'd ever seen he says he says Paul hit that serve, and literally, when the ball left the other guy's racket and went up for an overhead, Paul literally turned his back and started walking to the back fence. And he looked at me and with a big smile, and as you pounded that overhead for another winner, and unbeknownst to you, you basically playing the whole court by yourself because Paul was on the fence picking up the next ball. And I just looked at him and I said, well, I guess he's confident in what I'm doing. He said, no, he understood you were on a roll and if they kept lobbing, it was on a bad roll for them. And we all just chuckled, chuckled, chuckled. And uh, from that day forward, we all, me, Paul, and Evan always, when we see each other, we always said, what's going on, Bubba? Because for all three of us, all we knew how to do when we played was compete hard and just play bubble ball, just pound the ball and think about it later, but pound the ball. And so I will be missing my bubble. Um, 
around at tournaments. I don't play so much anymore. Maybe I'll get back into it. Uh, but I will for sure be missing my Bubba. Uh, I'm sure Paul Gross will echo my sentiments. Um, another nice story, um, but Eben was one of the leaders in the ASI Senior Invitational every year, getting people to come play and housing people when he could, and uh, just unbelievable gentleman. Um, the other side of uh, Eben was for a long period of time, he was the, uh, I guess, president of the Georgia Tennis Foundation, and I guess that would be back in around 2000. They needed somebody, I guess. They were trying to do exposed kids, a mass amount of kids, to, um, to tennis. And so they latched on with the YMCA's of Metro Atlanta and him and Nell Long and Bill McCoy, who is the, then the, uh, I guess, CEO of the Decatur Family YMCA branch here in Decatur, um, looked at me. And I, uh, I guess because my wife did work at the Decatur Y, that helped. But uh, I t told them that we, would, we could start it slowly, uh, start it in four or five Ys. And during the summer, we would go to the Ys. And during the summer camp, we would take out some peewee nets and some foam balls and little rackets for the 10 and unders and so, and try to get them to play some tennis uh, and have some fun with them. You know, sometimes they only may be out there for 45 minutes of each age division, but we would rotate that around and... Um, try to expose as many kids as we could, knowing that maybe none of them play tennis, but maybe some of them that like what they're doing, even if it's in the heat of the summer, maybe they pick up a racket later on and start playing. It's just recreational, and that is exposing the game. Uh, Eben and Nell did such a great job. Uh, I could not have asked for two finer people to um, head, spearhead the efforts. They trusted me 110%. I in no shape, form, or fashion ever took a large amount of money. I took a minimal amount of money to expose the kids because I wanted the grant to go as long as possible. Uh, it ran for 13 years, and as far as I'm concerned, uh, they still use the largest part of our numbers to get people to, you know, support their uh, efforts in what they're doing now, which is totally different than what we did back then. Some of the wise do some of their stuff, but I think they're looking for more players to come out. And I understand it, but not all people are competitive uh, or high, highly competitive. Uh, so. Uh, I think in 13 years of running that program with Nell and Evan there, uh, we exposed over 110,000 kids. There was a stretch of about eight years where they kept cutting our budget, and we kept exposing over 10,000 kids a summer, and that was in about a 10-week period. So we were very proud of our numbers. Uh, we worked very hard. We worked five days a week to get to those kids. Uh, 
and sometimes we would expose three and four hundred kids in three hours uh, and that was a lot of work a lot of sore voices people couldn't talk after the sessions were over but we had a lot of fun with the kids and that to me was one of the best programs I'd ever been associated with and I was sure glad Eben was there to witness it with us last but not least um, if you haven't uh, on my YouTube channel, which is Bike Friendly ATL, uh, I have my Hall of Fame induction speech. Uh, Evan um, called me the day that I was um, voted to be inducted. He called me and said he wanted to be the first one to tell me because he felt that I uh, as much as anybody deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. And I told him how honored and pleased for, for me to have him call me was even, to me, a higher honor, uh, knowing everybody he had been around and everybody he has touched through tennis and his family and Mimi and everybody. It, it was very humbling for him to call me. Uh, he also... Um, I guess gave a short little speech uh, to introduce me up to the podium for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Um, and he, he is also on the uh, induction. Uh, I guess they have a little promo about me. Uh, he is also on there. And he makes me sound bigger than I am. But that was Evan. Evan was just a true gentleman. Uh, never a harsh word. He could debate with you. He could talk with you. He could, uh, you know, sometimes he would agree with you. Sometimes he wouldn't, but he always was honest and, uh, just a true gentleman. Um, and heaven has gained a great person. Um, I will miss Eben dearly down here on this planet and maybe I'll get back into tennis. Um, to resurrect Bubba Ball for Eben, but uh, just to let Mimi and the family know and uh, everybody in tennis that Eben will be missed. Our prayers and condolences here from the Dave Matthews family. Uh, every time I saw Eben, all he asked about was, how's your family and how's Nikki, how's Nikki and Sarah and Janice doing? And I would say the same for Mimi and the family and um, just, you know, a true class act. Uh, hard for me to believe that this giant uh, has moved on to play on some golden golden courts up in heaven. Uh, he will be totally missed. And us at Bike, Bike Friendly Atlanta, we are always um, honored to have Evan around. And uh, just a true gentleman. I come to you all, all of you, on a somber note tonight uh, that Evan Hardy, my good friend, has passed away. And uh, my prayers and condolences once again go to Mimi and the family. Um, I will be doing my next podcast next week with Miss Michelle Fitzpatrick Thomas uh, on her book, Through Deep Waters. Um, please stay tuned. And uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe to us. Uh, that way you get it on your podcast app. Could be through iTunes or Podbean or Spotify. And uh, I wish all of you a good evening. Uh, this will be a hard one for me to get over. Our family is very stunned, as a lot of people in tennis are, 
this giant of tennis here in Georgia has moved on to the golden courts up in heaven. I wish you well, my friend. I will see you sooner than later. And maybe I'll get you on a bike up there and we can chat and play some tennis. Take care, everybody. Signing off from bikes, burpees, and backhands.